The same concept exists in just about every industry, right? So inventory level, sales data, all this stuff can feed the marketing machine and like realize the promise of uh, automated automated marketing, um, which is which is really the goal at the end of the day, automated, sophisticated marketing. So you don't have to do anything, but but the system just works. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Joining us in the lab today is a guest that requires no introduction unless you don't know who he is. He's with he's been in the industry for over 20 years working in tech and digital marketing. He loves football, going on epic hikes and gets the most amped up on digital marketing of literally anyone I've ever met. He's my favorite leader of any org and not just because I work for him, the CEO of Evocalize. Matthew Marks, thanks for joining us in the lab, my friend. Hell of an intro, Justin. Love the lab and uh, thankful to uh, thankful to be on it. Uh, finally, this is this is gonna be great. It should be a lot of fun. You know, I, I talk to people a lot about your energy and how it's just it's infectious, and what you see is what you get with Matt Marks. Um, so this is just another another vehicle for us to get your personality out there and let people know, you know, just exactly who you are. For better or worse, my friend. <laughs> For That's better right. or worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Matt, when when we first started talking about me joining the team, um, I was excited about it, but the, the opportunity seemed like it was a great opportunity. But when I spoke to you specifically, I got more of uh, more than just the big picture. Uh, for the first time, I think ever in an, in an interview process, I was really inspired, and and your energy and your passion really. For what you're leading here to vocalize made me realize like this is the place that that I want to be. That's great, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Try and try and do right as a as a uh, as a you know as a as a founder and as a as a as a CEO, you're trying to inspire super super bright and the the, the best people in the world to come join you on your quest. And I think we have a pretty noble quest uh, that that we're going after. And um, you know, and and so I'm, I'm. We're really thankful to have you uh, uh, as our as our marketing leader, and I, I think you're doing a fantastic job bringing the word to um, uh, to to the industries we're we're we're, we're attacking, and um, and I think think we're doing a doing a pretty good job in the early days of of um, of helping folks. No, I really appreciate that. Those those kind words is why I brought you on the show. I just wanted the world to know that's what you thought about me. I think that should wrap up the episode. We, we can, uh, you know what, we can create a transcript of that and put it at the top of our website. <laughs> I could send it to my parents and see, you know, see mom, sure. people like me. <laughs> uh, so I guess we could kick things off with you telling us just a little bit of how we kind of came to be. Yeah, it sounds good. So um, the seeds for for the concept that became Vocalize were were kind of planted um, in the last couple of places that 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 I worked um, before uh, before starting the company. Um, the the most recent one was a company or is a company called Bizarre Voice, um, and uh, we we kind of helped them um, go public. The founders, brilliant entrepreneurs. Um, I was on the 
leadership team there, but the founders were really brilliant. Brett Hurt, Brant Barton there um, did a did a lot of groundbreaking work around customer voice and word of mouth of the customer, um, built a mm. marketing tech company, uh, uh, took it public back in 2012. And then um, I was uh, was uh, running a lot of innovation, um, uh, new new venture innovation and growth within the company uh, during that time. And some of the things we were experimenting with um, became the seeds that that um, we ended up with at Vocalize. And most prominently, we thought about um, paid digital marketing, right? And so mm. when we thought about, you know, if you rewind time uh, 10 years ago, uh, especially, and it's still true today in a lot of ways, but a lot of paid digital marketing um, is run by big advertising agencies um, at the corporate level that hire a lot of folks out of college. And they literally, these people are pressing buttons all day long in the, the metas and Googles and, and other places to, to try and run campaigns. And the, the, the advertising campaigns, even the word campaign, as you know, Justin, like gets me agitated, right? Because it's a, it, the concept comes back from the Mad Men days, right? Which is like a bunch of people get in a room, come up with the concept, you know, do a bunch of print flyers and, and TV work. And it's not really using, it's not real time. It's not using the data of the business uh, in, in a real time way to inform uh, the marketing that's going on. It's really kind of, um, uh, you know, it's it's periodic, right? And and so we thought we could potentially replace those humans pushing buttons, lift them up a level to be, um, to be able to, be, to seed the machine or the t or a technology layer that would then take the data that a business throws off every day just by existing. Um, you know, every business, every location is, is churning out data, inventory levels and sales data and, and, and all kinds of customer information and reviews and, and all that, right? So it's, it's, it's generating data every day. If we can pipe that into a machine and have humans seed the machine with the right ingredients, we could come up with kind of a real-time marketing machine that was more responsive to the business needs. And so that's what we set out to do and build. Um, and we focused really on local marketing because we felt like they were underserved. Um, it, it, you know, they, they just didn't have enough, they don't have enough money in terms of marketing spend to hire, to wire all their data together and hire the best mar marketer, marketing agencies in the world. They just can't spend enough money to do it. So technology was the only way we felt like we could address that need. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. If you think, I mean, I've been a marketing leader for for a while now, and it's I didn't come up in PBC or any sort of like really paid digital. We always relied on agencies to do it. And even as a marketing professional, for me to go into a platform and try to activate a campaign, it is kind of a nightmare. And then you multiply that across every different platform that you want to potentially get your your ads out there on. And it's just it is such a time suck. And I cannot imagine that any local operator in any industry has the chops to effectively do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and, and so that, that results in what, right? Either they're um, not doing anything at all, which happens a lot at the local level. They're too busy. They're too time. It, there's too much. There's not enough time in the day. There's too much stuff to do. You know, they should be working with their customers, you know, managing their mm -hmm. business, managing the operations, what they're what they're doing at the local level, right? To to become a marketing expert. So often they don't do anything at all. They do things like boost posts in Facebook that that don't bring performance. They get frustrated, so they're doing it poorly. Or they spend extraordinary amounts of money hiring uh, hiring uh, really expensive experts to to do it for them. And so 
um, we, uh, we much more money than they should be spending uh, at the end of the day. And so, you know, I think that that's the answer, right? It's, it's, it's like everything else in, in technology, right? How does technology save you time and, and, and make you more efficient um, so that you can do the things that, that you need to be doing, like meeting and shaking hands with, with your customers, right? Exactly. That's, that's what drives local business is engagement you know, when you you get pe- folks in there creating a solid experience and ensuring that they want to come back. And if you're if you're busy in the back office trying to launch campaigns and you're not out there engaging, you're missing opportunities for sure. That's right. What what are some um, I guess talk a little bit about we started in in real estate, kind of cut our teeth there. And, and what was the purpose there? And, and now we're getting into other industries. You want to kind of dig into that a bit? Sure thing. So we um the kind of happened in the real estate when we founded the company our first uh, venture capital partner madrona ventures uh in seattle had a deep relationship with uh redfin um and 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 they were a, a large backer and, and investor in redfin and so also a seattle company we were we were formed uh here in seattle um which is still our, our headquarters at Evocalize. and so we kind of matched up with redfin and, and a couple of other real estate portals and and started building an automation uh, layer uh, on top of all of that rich data. And if you think about real estate, the real estate industry, um, it's interesting in a number of ways. It's kind of a quintessentially local business, right? Like what's more local than the home you live in or the home you want to buy or sell? There's nothing more local, right? So, right. so, so, it's, so it's very local. And then the industry is interesting. They have a lot of data, right? So if you ever go browse, you know, a Redfin or a Realtor.com, uh, or a Zillow website as a consumer and see mm. all the data that's there. You have pictures of homes, you have ge- geolocation, like where the home is, you have crime data and school data, school data, and all this information about a home, but it wasn't really used much, right? Mm. So that data was just kind of put on a website for you to go see. Um, and so there's a lot of data even beyond what you can see that, that lives under the covers in real estate. Um, there are CRM database and customer lists and profitability numbers and, you know, um, lots of other, lots of other data. And so what we started out doing is wiring all that data into our machine and figuring out if we could match the right homes with the right buyers and sellers all across, uh, the nation. And that became foundational layer, um, for us that allowed us to, um, it worked, worked very well. Uh, at the portal level, at the, the large kind of scale, millions of dollars a month kind of level of spend. And so now our quest has been bring that down to the franchise location, franchise groups. Um, how do we make that available to everyone? Uh, and I, I think, again, we're, we're off to a pretty good start in, in doing that um, beyond real estate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we're in, in tons of different industries. And I guess the it, it really is a good fit for any type of company that has a distributed model, right? They've got corporate headquarters and they have locations all over the country. And those locations need to do their own marketing in a way that drives traffic from a local perspective, rather than relying on just branded campaigns at the the national level to hopefully spend in their market to potentially drive people into their locations. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you, if you think about like, okay, so if you, if you don't agree that as a as a location that digital is important, right? I think I think there are few people, very few people these days, or very few business owners that don't agree that digital is important. But I would 
I would, I would think about usage statistics and how much people are on their phones every day um, and how much time they spent, how large these audiences are out there digitally. Um, you have to be digitally present in your local area if you are a, if you're a location-based business, right? Or if you have geography as a, as a component of what you do, um, whether that's a restaurant, um, whether that's a fitness location, whether that's a real estate agent or a mortgage loan officer, it's, it's all the same thing at the end of the day. You need to be digitally present and reach your customers and your potential customers in the area. And I mean, the new consumers who are, who are growing up, uh, my daughter is a 16 year old high school student. Like she's on TikTok. She's not going to read the bulletin board uh, or the local flyer, right? She is looking for uh, a video for her local restaurant to come to her and she'll order from it right there. Um, smoothie King is a good example. Like I walked into my kitchen the other day and there's a, there's an empty smoothie, uh, smoothie King, uh, uh, glass oh, yeah. up there. Right. And it's just sitting <laughs> on the counter. I'm like, how did that thing show up here? Right. And it's, she had seen a, uh, an, uh, an advertisement on TikTok from the local smoothie gang, done an online order. And all of a sudden the smoothie shows up now, whether that, you know, yeah. delivery fee is a wise, wise use of her limited yeah. funds or not, I'm not sure, but as her, <laughs> as her dad, but, um, but that's pretty cool. And that's what every local business really needs to, to think about. And then from a brand franchise perspective, like if you're not helping them do that, you're, you're, you're really not enabling them the way that you should, and you're not monitoring how they're representing your brand at a, a local level. So all of that, Justin, factors into why we do what we do and why we're excited about, about it. Yeah, for sure. It's such a funny story. And it's the same, like my kids, I, you know, I dread the day when they realize that it's an unlock where they just order whatever they want. We live in the middle of nowhere and a delivery fee here is going to break the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, we don't live some... in the middle of nowhere and the delivery piece still breaks the bank. That's right. Oh man. Yeah. Is so what are some what are some common like problems or or, or use cases that you see that that the technology solves for? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, what we're trying to do is let the franchisor, the parent organization, and and all of their partners, their franchisees, work together to market, right? And so the the, the franchisor is pretty sophisticated generally. Um, they have creative and, and imagery and price sheets and lists and promotional data. Um, sometimes they have audience data. Uh, and the Z knows their local market and needs to drive their own business, right? And so the right solution bridges the gap between uh, between the two of them and lets the franchisee mm -hmm. operate with their knowledge and data and the benefit of the franchisor support. Right. And so, um, the, but at a core, what we're trying to do is, and I think what we're doing is we're, we're letting automation do the heavy lifting. So the franchisee doesn't have to spend a bunch of their time. And there are some examples I can give around that, but inventory levels, for instance. So, if um, if I have an excess uh, number of chicken wings, for instance, and I'm a restaurant, um, it, you know, and, and those are going to spoil, um, the system can automatically, without the the franchise owner doing anything, the system can be configured to automatically go and market chicken wing specials and promotions within the tolerances that have been set up by the franchisor or by that franchisee to draw people in for chicken wing specials to be able to um, to move that uh, move that product right. The same concept exists in just about every industry, right? So 
inventory level, sales data, all this stuff can feed the marketing machine and like realize the promise of uh, automated automated marketing, um, which is which is really the goal at the end of the day, automated, sophisticated marketing. So you don't have to do anything, but but the system just works. Yeah, I love I love that. I love the example. Of, and I think one of the things that was so inspiring for me to come over was with regards to what the tech could actually do. The example of of knowing that let's say your sales are going to be down, your your sales are slow and you're not going to hit your goal on Saturday. And you see it now on Wednesday. It's it's a hard feeling to have like you're you're constantly fighting against the current as an operator to to still show up short of your goal. But with tech like this, we can instantly see that you're off off track, off pace, kick out some promos, drive some traffic, all automatically without you having to do anything. And you just continue to worry about servicing the influx of guests that, that are now coming in because of the marketing. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that again, that's the goal, right? It dem that's why I like to use the term demand generation, because it's not really about advertising. Advertising is 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 what you're doing to get a result, right? And so mm -hmm. to me, I, I think about like generating demand when and where you need it is really is really what, what we're trying to do for everyone. And we're trying to democratize that. So now, you know, the the local franchisee can do the same sophisticated demand generation as, you know, Amazon does and their marketing team, right? How do we make it that sophisticated without them having to know anything about anything in terms of digital marketing? Because, you know, as well or better than I do, digital marketing is moving really fast. I mean, the number of new things that even <laughs> Meta and Facebook introduces on a weekly basis, we get lists because of our partnership with the TikToks and Googles and, and Metas of the world, we get lists of their, their coming enhancements and they are fast and furious. There's yeah. no way a local business owner can keep up with that level, that pace of change. It's, it's impossible. They are literally day in and day out. They are working extremely long hours, just keeping the business running. They don't yep. have time to research all this stuff and stay up to speed. It's just, yep. it's not possible. Um, so I guess, Matt, I'd ask you, like, who do you know that is doing it the right way? Well, so um, I knew you were going to ask that question, Justin. So uh, I, ha I have a couple thoughts <laughs> in a, in a couple different different industries. One, we talked about um, we we've talked a little bit about restaurants and um, it's a restaurant chain, uh, a really great um, set of restaurants um, based out of uh, Pennsylvania uh, called Primonti Brothers, um, and they have automated uh, their local marketing. Uh, and they're using real-time demand signals to um, to drive things like sports based on the local team's performance, sports scores and sports results. They're driving people in their local uh, stores based on what's happening with the local sports team in moment. Um, so it goes beyond even data that that they have. It's, it's third-party data and third-party signals. I think it's a really cool use case for their type of business um, that, that really hinges and pivots around, you know, this camaraderie engendered by the local sports uh, team. So give a shout out to Promonte Brothers. They're doing an awesome job. And then you mentioned real estate where we started. Uh, I would say uh, Keller Williams, uh, one of the largest real estate companies in the world, has built a, an incredible solution they call mm. Keller Williams Command, um, where they've integrated uh, lots of different technologies together in one so it's their CRM database where your customer lists are that they allow 
tagging and segmentation. You can segment new home buyers and and as a as a real estate agent, I can go in and segment my customer base in a lot of ways. And then I can uh, I can use that to fuel marketing that's specifically to that type of customer base um, in the paid arena automatically. And then I can um, tag those folks and bring them down when I get new leads and new people interested in new houses that fit their needs. I can automatically filter them down into downstream uh, chat sequences and and email sequences that that are that are tailored to that home builder's journey or that home buyer's journey uh, rather than just generic messaging. And so they have done some really cool things, invested a lot of time and money um, in building some some premier tech. And so I'll give a shout out to to the Keller Williams uh, folks as well. Awesome. Yeah. Huge shout out to Permanti Brothers and Keller Williams. That's that's great. Those are awesome examples. Um, Matt, I want to switch gears a little bit. So something I've learned through past conversations about you, you know, I mentioned earlier that you like to do like epic hikes and stuff, which is awesome. Um, and you love the outdoors, but you love tractors. And to me, that was like one of the funniest, oddest trivia nuggets that I've heard yet about somebody. But what is the, what's behind the fascination with tractors? You remembered that, huh? That's, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, a tractor is awesome if you think about a tractor. It's like the inner kid in, in me, at least. Like, um, you know, to get on, and I've, I've generally owned Kubotas, which are the orange ones. Like everyone yeah. talks in tractors by color, right? And so it's the, the like I'm an orange guy, Kubota tractor guy. And so, like, you can dig a hole, you can like plant trees, you can. I've ripped like huge trees out of the ground. You know, I've. When we lived in Boston uh, years ago, um, we had some acreage just outside of Boston, and I would get up at five in the morning and plow the my our long driveway myself. My wife thought I was crazy, and then I'd change into my suit and go down to the private <laughs> equity firm, you know, uh, in downtown Boston every day. We would I'd go up on my hill and like use a tractor to haul around logs and and split all these logs so that I could fuel this wood burning stove. You know, it's just like. Yeah. I don't know. There's something primal to me around tractors. You know, they're just like great enablers. They are really cool. And it is fun just to get in there and get your hands dirty. Like they have, they actually have, um, out in Vegas, I can't remember what the facility is called, but you can do like, I've had different partners and stuff do events where you can go test out backhoes and like you do <laughs> activities and stuff with them in the middle of Vegas. Like you're digging yeah, these big pits awesome. and stuff. Super cool. Well, hey, I thought it would be future kind of fun. Future initiative, to, Justin. Future company outing. There you go. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Um, what One thing I do worry about, though, is if we did happen to do an outing like that, it might end up a little like this. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, man. That's amazing, Justin. Oh, I man. I, the glasses on top of the head and... <laughs> And on your face. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I was I was playing around with AI and, and cranked this image out and I almost lost it because your face looks like you're stunned that there's a, there's such a blaze behind you. You're like, whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. I need that. I need that tractor. Yes, we will we'll we'll get you this tractor ordered. It'll be digital, but uh you'll have the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. well hey it. matt it was it was a ton of fun uh having you on the show great insights as in background as, as to who we are and how we came to be 
Love working with you personally. Um, looking forward to seeing, you know, where this continues to go next year is going to be massive for us. It's going to be massive. Uh, thanks for having me on the lab, Justin, and I uh, love what you're doing. Uh, li love listening to it. Listen to it every week. You bet. Awesome having you here. We'll see it. Thanks, Justin. As always, thanks for joining us in the local marketing lab. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize. To learn how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something new from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. -E, and on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and trying new things. You never know what's going to connect with your audience until you try. And until next time, thanks for listening.